Hey guys, what's up? Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank my oh so awesome web host, Liquid Web, uh, for sponsoring the podcast. A couple quick updates for you guys because I've been with Liquid Web for uh, a couple months now and it just keeps getting better. Since I recorded the initial spot for them, there's a couple things they've added. The features are amazing. And yes, my site is still running screaming fast, super safe. I have automatic updates. It's, it's, it's been beautiful. I don't have any downtime or issues. But what has been added is image compression is one. Uh, they've, they've set it up with TinyPNG right now, and I know that they're working on an in-house solution to that. But you guys, when I went in to optimize my images, the initial cost would have been close to $100 because the amount of media I have in my site. So just know that that it does they're they're doing that for you they're handling that for you so that's an additional cost you don't have going out they've added a couple other features within one is uh stencils you can essentially clone the site so you can create a stencil of your site so as an example if you're doing memberships or you've got niche sites you can basically clone the site it duplicates it you don't have to do this whole new install um it's really really fantastic And then the other feature they've added is tags. So again, if you're managing client sites, you can go in there, you can, you can sort it by personal sites, by client sites, but then you can search by tag. You guys, I'm pumped with these, (laughs) with these people, the hosting, the dashboard, of course, is beautiful and easy. Anyways, thank you, Liquid Web. I am super happy to be on your servers. Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And we are talking about, well, one of my favorite subjects. And I say that just because I'm an avid book fan. So we're going to talk about publishing today. My guest today is Jesse Krieger. Jesse, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Kim. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Jesse. Uh, so he's the founder of Lifestyle Entrepreneur. Press. That was like a mouthful for me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but before we talk about the publishing side of your business, you have a pretty fascinating background. So I'd love it if you could, you know, share some of your story from musician to USB store owner to publishing <laughs> guru. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm somebody who has never really started down a traditional career path, um, never actually had a normal job. But uh, I knew from an early age that. You know, my my passion is music. Uh, from age 13 on, I had an electric guitar. I drop, uh, not didn't drop out, but I I cut class at high school to play in bands and and all that good stuff. And I knew I wanted to follow my passion of music uh, and make a career out of it in some shape or form. So, you know, that led me to uh, go to Los Angeles Music Academy straight after high school, and then had the chance to travel Europe with some friends and ended up skipping my ticket home and playing music on the streets and in bars and clubs with another American. And, uh, and ultimately that, you know, moved into having the opportunity to record late at night in a professional music studio. So I started to see music from the other side of the glass and ultimately, uh, started producing as well as writing and playing. And all of that culminated, um, when I moved to Nashville, Tennessee and, had a rock band and ultimately started my first business, which was a record label to support our music work. Uh, and, and I started that at age 21. Wow. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I, I knew what I wanted to do. We knew what we wanted to do. And I basically volunteered to learn business as much as I could so that we could have creative freedom, uh, with our music. So. There's sort of a recurring theme that began to develop at that stage of, you know, learning what I needed to know to do the things I wanted to do so I could ultimately become the person and achieve the things that I wanted to um, achieve. And so that was all fun and good. Uh, had the opportunity to tour the U.S. a couple times, um, sort of realized in some senses this dream of being in a, a rock band as a, as a career. But interestingly enough, Kim, you know, I could never 
see myself doing it when I was 40, even in the midst of it, when I was you know, 12, 14 hours a day of being deep in music, I couldn't see myself doing it when I was 40. So then I didn't know the answer to, well, what else would I do? Yeah. What would come next? <laughs> and at a certain point, um, decided to, to embark on a different path. And that led me down a winding road of starting different businesses, co-founding companies uh, in a variety of industries from you know, uh, online marketing to renewable energy credits to promotional products. As you mentioned, we had a USB business that we set up sort of in a four-hour workweek style and always with an emphasis on traveling and learning and pursuing things that I was passionate about at the time. As I was getting close to uh, turning 30, you know, a lot of people would ask me, you know, what do you do or how do you do what you do? <laughs> yeah. How do you and, survive? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I, I, you know, sometimes uh, I lived a pretty bare bones existence, living in hostels and and traveling around with a backpack. And sometimes things were a little more flush, and that was fun too. But I, I set about to actually try and answer that question definitively, and started writing. And that writing turned into my book, Lifestyle Entrepreneur, and that initially came out in Southeast Asia, where. Uh, I had been working and was studying Chinese for some time and got a good reception there. Uh, ultimately, parlayed that into uh, getting a second publishing deal in the U.S., uh, updated the book, re-released it. And after going through that process twice with two different publishers, I put my entrepreneur hat back on and said, you know, I see a way to do publishing that I don't see anybody else doing. And that ultimately led me to start my own publishing company lifestyle entrepreneurs press which is my my baby we've been at it for three years we've got 25 plus books in the market a dozen or so more under production and and just announced publicly uh today that you know we've signed a national distribution deal so we're, we're growing up within this business and it's very exciting after trying a lot of different things in life i truly feel like i've found my calling and my career and that's a beautiful thing it's, you know, a lot of people feel like they're supposed to find their passion or they're supposed to find what they're, they're supposed to know. And it's really through the doing, right, that you get to this place of, oh, okay, I found my thing. And it didn't sound like you were ever putting pressure on yourself to to find that. I mean, it's amazing that you knew you wouldn't well, be doing it. And let's, to be fair, I compressed maybe 10 years, 12 years <laughs> into about eight minutes there. But but uh, there's been there's been plenty of times when, you know, I didn't know what would come next or I felt a little bit uh, a little bit lost and confused. But but on the other hand, you know, I've normally historically been involved in two or three different things at once. And you're you're definitely right. Uh, I mean, the way to find your passion, quote unquote, is to try anything and everything that seems interesting and see what sticks. I don't know another way to really land on it with certainty. Um, but hey, you know, that's just my experience. Yeah. No, I love it. I think it's a great story. Let's, so let's talk a little bit about your first book. So first of all, was, was it published in Chinese the first round or was it in? I'm like, it <laughs> no. was published over there first. No, I'm like, no. wow. <laughs> it was, uh, so this was, the book was initially released, uh, in Malaysia and Singapore and uh, a few other, uh, territories in Southeast Asia in English. There's a, a vibrant market for English books uh, over there. And and it's interesting, Kim, because, you know, here in the U.S. And, and truly how I started my publishing company really focused on Amazon bestseller launches. But my my book at first only came out in paperback. You know, it's very different in other countries. So, you know, I was uh, doing a book tour around Malaysia at book fairs where there's like literally thousands of people buying dozens of books and meeting authors. And it was, it was just a totally different scene than, uh, than how people buy and consume books here in, in North America, at least. So, so that was, that was a, a fun and interesting cultural experience. And uh, the book hit number two business bestseller in Malaysia, um, which translated into selling a few thousand copies in the, the months after it came out. And uh, that was what opened up the opportunity to get my second publishing deal, which is with Morgan James Publishing here in the U.S. So Lifestyle Entrepreneur is was your journey getting to that. Is that can you share a little bit about the story of the book? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the book, the subtitle is Live Your Dreams, Ignite Your Passions, and Run Your Business from Anywhere in the World. And, you know, more than just telling my own story, uh, I really wanted to create a, a series of frameworks and exercises and strategies that readers could, you know, go through and start to identify, well, what are the things that you're both passionate about and have some relevant experience or skill set that could turn it into a revenue generating endeavor? Um, but also being clear on, you know, what kind of lifestyle you want to have, because it's very easy to start a business and then just, you know, work more than if you had a normal job. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, kept this, this emphasis on both, uh, you know, how do you overlap the things that you're interested in passionate about, the things you want to do, uh, travel, learn, you know, explore and what you can realistically make money doing that's not bound to a specific geography. And that's what, uh, that's what I tried to bite off there in lifestyle entrepreneur. So when you launched it, so how did, how did that come about that you were, you were picked up by a publisher there? How did that happen? Yeah. So, okay. We're about to take a, a potential <laughs> hard left here, but All good. <laughs> believe it or not for three or four years, I was a professional dating coach <laughs> and uh, I was, I was helping men, you know, find and, and attract women that they were, uh, they were into. And I was teaching these workshops in Hong Kong, Singapore, China. So actually one of my students, um, had written a book and, uh, and as I was beginning to write, I was chatting with him one day and I asked if he'd introduced me to his publisher, which became my publishers called Kanyan publications based out of Kuala Lumpur. And since I was over in that part of the world frequently, uh, I, I flew to KL and met with them and shared my vision for the book. And six, seven months later, we were signing a publishing deal. And another six, seven months later, I was flying back to to speak at uh, the book fairs and travel around the country. That so, is just an awesome story. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it, it, it is cool. I mean, I will admit, I, I, <laughs> I'm not trying to over-sensationalize it here, but this is really how it all happened. And, and what I what I see, the connection between different endeavors is that, you know, being deeply involved in one undertaking, uh, I start to get the the inkling or the um, the introductions or some foreshadowing of what's next. And I've sort of segued from one thing to the next in seemingly unrelated industries. Right. Who, who goes from teaching dating workshops to writing and publishing a book on business and lifestyle. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's, it all seemed very logical to me as I was going through it firsthand. That's a great... Uh, no, and and hear my heart. Like, I'm not saying like, oh my God, that's so crazy. I just, I think it's fantastic that you followed those nudges and a lot of people hesitate. And then, so let's pick up the story a little bit. Were you, so you came back here and you got picked up. Did you pitch publishers when you came back? And obviously we know that Publishing has changed quite a bit today, but how did that work when you came back to the States? Yeah. So, you know, I've always felt like I have a pretty good handle on strategy. Um, and, and I tried to put that to work in this situation. You know, the, the traditional approach, quote unquote, to getting a book published is you write a book proposal. Maybe you get a literary agent. You, you submit it to publishers. You hope to get some interest. And then maybe you get an advance and a contract and then you write the book. I sort of flipped that on its head in the sense that I wrote the whole book um, at the time that I started my first discussion with my Asian publisher. And I knew that if I had some success with the book over there, sort of being, let's say, you know, a bigger fish in a smaller pond, that I could leverage that into potentially getting a U.S. publishing deal. So at the time that I approached Morgan James, uh, which is kind of a cool story, maybe I can share. Yeah. You know, I had already toured Malaysia twice, uh, was a, a legit best-selling author, and more or less approached the uh, the Morgan James saying, "Hey, this book has already been released and is a bestseller in another place. I'd love you to publish it here and the rest of the world." So that's a very different approach than saying. Oh, I've got this idea for a book and a book proposal. You know, could we have a meeting instead? It's saying, Hey, here's my sales history. Here's what I've done. And 
I want to take it to the next level and for you to help me. So I approached it more of a potential partnership than like an author asking for a favor, which yeah. is how some people think of it. And I encourage people not to take that approach. Um, but yeah, yeah. Since you, this is a good story. This might be fun for the listeners here. So I knew that I wanted Morgan James because, you know, at that time I was really, uh, my online heroes were like Brendan Burchard and Jeff Walker. And, you know, this was the company, Morgan James, that published um, their New York Times bestseller. So I was like, I want to work with them because they get it. They understand that a book is one part of your broader business and brand. And that's, you know, always how I have thought of it. Whereas my book, Lifestyle Entrepreneur, allowed me to uh, do business consulting and help people start the kind of companies that I wrote about. So I, I knew that uh, Morgan James has a presence at an event called Author 101 University. I don't know if it's still going on, but I was like, I'm going to go to that event and I'm going to pitch their senior acquisitions editor, their publisher and their president. <laughs> and I and I did one after another. <laughs> so I found their acquisitions editor uh, and I, I you know, talked to him at the event and I said, Hey, uh, got this book. It came out in Asia. It's done this and that. And he said, ah, that's sounds like the kind of book we like to publish. I said, <laughs> okay, great. And then, uh, later on, I found their publisher, Rick Frischman. And I said, Hey, Rick, you know, I've, I've got this book. It came out in Asia. I've done this and that. He says, Oh, it sounds like the kind of book that we like to publish. I said, All right, great. Then I, then I cornered their president, David Hancock. I said, David, you know, I've got this book. It came out in Asia. It's done this and that. He says, oh, it sounds like the kind of book we like to publish. So then, <laughs> then I sort of corralled all three of them together. And I said, so you've each independently said, this is the kind of book you'd like to publish. How about you do? <laughs> That's awesome. And before you knew it, I had my second publishing deal in as many years. I uh, spent a number of months revising and updating the book and to be totally honest, when it came out in the in the U.S., I expected a lot more than actually happened. In Asia, it was a great situation because, you know, as a American who speaks Chinese and is willing to travel over there, uh, they put a lot of marketing behind it. And I got a lot of personal support here. I was a, a you know, a, a relatively new author in a much larger publishing company and and I expected that they were going to do a lot more than they did. That's not a slight against them. I, David is still to this day one of my publishing mentors. Um, but it, it woke me up because I was like, Oh crap. You know, my books came out and nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. And so then I, I really undertook, uh, I, I, I saw it this way, Kim. I was like, I could either claim victory and move on. Right. I did well in Asia and I, Hey, I can do something else or I could really undertake, you know, learning what is it? What does it really take to, to create a bestseller? Um, and that began my, my uh, exploration of book marketing and everything that goes into making a, a, a book do well in the market. And uh, relaunched the book or re, you know, promoted it some months later and then finally became a bestseller here as well. Um, and that was about the time when I said, okay, well, if I understand how to do it for my book, Maybe I can help others. And that was sort of the transition point into what became my publishing company. God, that's a great story. And I love the fact that, you know, coming back here, because, you know, I've seen a handful of people that they publish or people, oh, how to become an Amazon bestseller. And sometimes it feels a little bit, um, are you familiar with the JV Zoo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so some of those like products, like, hey, we can do this for you really quick. Clearly, your journey is not that, and that, I wasn't saying that, but um, you know, I think with with self publishing and stuff, there's a lot of of unknowns out there, and you know, I think there are a lot of people that would probably like to write a book, but they don't think they have it in them, you know, or aren't sure whether it's worth the time and energy. So, could you speak maybe to to both of those points and the benefits of publishing? Uh, yeah, great question. So, you know, depending who you ask. 70 or 80% of Americans have wanted to write a book at some time or believe that writing a book would be a valuable experience. And yet less than 1% actually do. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge gap right there between, uh, you know, people that, you know, loosely think, Hey, it'd be nice to write a book or, Hey, I've got a story that's worth telling and people that actually do it. 
Why? Because to be honest, it takes a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort to do it right. And writing a book brings up a lot of your quote unquote stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there, there's a whole symptom that I call a uh, waiting. Who am I to asking yourself? Who am I to write a book? Who am I to take a stand on a position? All these, you know, self-worth issues can come up and that can stop people dead in their tracks before they write the first page. But if you are committed to it and you do believe you have something valuable to say and share, then uh, then it's it can also be one of the most rewarding experiences in the world in the world. And, you know, to that effect, uh, writing is a cathartic process. I think that as I wrote and completed my book, it was sort of like uh, putting a bow around the experiences of my last 10 years and also closing a door on that part of my life and stepping into a new role as an author, as a speaker, as a, an expert of sorts, um, which is very different than being an operator or being an entrepreneur or being a manager. So, you know, it's a nice way to segue into a new phase of life. And it's very rewarding once it's all said and done, because once the book's out there, it's got a life of its own. I mean, you know, five years later, people are still reading my book and I still hear from people that you know, read it and, and got value from it and wanted to tell me. So it's very rewarding for the long run. Um, it's, it's also, in a sense, not for the faint of heart. You know, there's a lot of other things you could do that are easier. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, you know, it's interesting because I'm listening to you and I'm like, gosh, you know, I see people that struggle just to publish a blog post, you know, and it's that same thing. It's sort of this imposter syndrome and who am I? Um, but, you know, like I'm saying, I mean, I spent 10 years and it was like retail bookstores and a district manager and all that. And there is a book on every topic. Like I, I'd be hard pressed to find you know, something that there probably wasn't a book about. So how, you know, how do you work with people when they think, oh, you know, my market wouldn't really be served by a book? Um, well, here's the thing, you know, unlike buying a refrigerator or something, you, you don't just buy one. Um, you know, I personally read dozens of books every year. So some, many of them on similar topics. So the fact that there are other books out there on a topic that you are considering writing about is a good thing because it means there's a market. Um, if there's no book at all on the topic that you're thinking about writing, then in a way you've got to create demand. You've got to create on an audience as opposed to inserting your contribution to the field into a, into a, you know, a genre where there's already an active readership. So one, that's a good thing Two, walk into any bookstore. And yes, there's, tens of thousands of books, um, you know, millions, right? So people have done this. You can do it. It's not like putting a man on Mars. Yeah. It's just <laughs> writing a book. <laughs> so there, there's a psychological piece that I'd speak to about that. And the other thing is, even if there's 50 books on, you know, the, the whatever it is that you want to write about, whether it's the psychology of business or, you know, how to start a certain type of business, or maybe you're a fiction writer, there's only one you. And embedding your personal story and experience with actionable strategies and tips, if you're in the nonfiction space, or telling a story in a unique way, if you're a fiction author, is uniquely you. And it's not accurate to compare yourself to somebody else in that sense. It's almost like it's the only differentiating factor. And I don't mean like only, but, you know, to the point that I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've heard the saying, you know, there's no such thing as a new idea, but it's you uniquely that, that puts the different spin on it. I mean, so why not? Um, well, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, I mean, I think you nailed it there. It's like there are other books on lifestyle design and starting a business that you can run remotely. The biggest one being, of course, the four hour work week. But I love the four hour work week. And because that book exists, it didn't make me think, oh, well, I don't have anything to say. No, I had 10 years of firsthand experience traveling the world, starting businesses, doing the things that I wrote about. And, uh, and it's not the same book, you know, so maybe a similar readership, but 
a unique perspective and um, and based on individual experience. Well, and, and to your point that I, I think when somebody, you know, gets hooked on something, I mean, I, <laughs> a lot of the books and stuff you're talking about, of course, now I have to get your book is I, I read, I'll, I'll, I consume them all. You mean you didn't read my book before this interview? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's, I will though. I will by the time this is published, but you know, it's one of those things that it's, um, it's it's it it's totally true. Like when you get interested in something, it's like you kind of tend to. One of my first internet marketing mentors was this totally into tennis. He's like, I buy everything on tennis, books, videos, whatever you can, you know. So it's there's not I don't know there there's a different way to tell the story. So um, well, I, I think you nailed something important there. It's like if you're on the road to mastery, you want to consume all the information available on your field of interest. Right. So if you want to become a great tennis player, you don't just pick one tennis book, right? Like the person you're talking about, you read them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, this speaks to the, uh, just the volume of books that people read on a single topic. And if you needed any other, you know, verification for the potential of a market, I think that's sort of it. Um, no, I, I totally agree. So what, Tell, I, I mean, you work with entrepreneurs to do this. So without, you know, <laughs> we've only got so much time. So without giving away everything you do, but how do you work with people to help them? If, you know, I come to you and I'm like, all right, Jesse, I've got an idea for a book. Like, how do we start? What, what's that process like? Um, if you came to me and said, I've got an idea for a book, I'd tell you to start writing it. Um, but in another case, you know, I do have my most premium level of of service offering that I provide is actually helping co-create a book with the author. Uh, this is not it's not for everybody and it's a you know three to four month process but we do a deep dive into you know your your area of expertise or your topic and start to create a content framework and an outline and then start to story map um, you know what stories, what experiences, you, of your own, but also of people that you've worked with or even people that you know and admire will illustrate the points in the outline and start to fill in the blanks that ultimately comprises the manuscript. So in some cases, people come to me, they have deep domain expertise. They've been doing their thing for years and years and in many cases have been successful with it, but writing a book has eluded them. And for good reason, because it's different, as we've talked about, to write a book than it is to just do, do it. Yeah. Um, so in those cases, that's, you know, my approach to working with an author who's got an idea um, and has the experience, but needs the accountability and, you know, a professional's uh, support. The other case is somebody has a book or has a manuscript that's almost done. And then we enter into the conversation around publishing. And primarily the way we work with people is through a done-for-you publishing and book launch service package that is essentially uh, a full suite of services, uh, developmental editing, cover design, interior layout, formatting, book marketing strategy, the whole nine yards uh, leading up to and through the book launch. And... That's uh, that's sort of our gold standard. That's the primary way that I work with authors. Well, I I'm going to start writing then, and I will be calling you in a few months. But yeah, uh, I'd love to have that conversation. I, I really would. I've always I I know exactly what I want to do. Um, so you know, one of the things I was thinking about, you know, as I was going through your stuff and helping people with the book launch and stuff, because I would guess that you know, the launch and promotion, just like you realized when you came over here um, to publish in the US is that is a huge piece of that, you know, so um, what does that look like? And again, without, you know, I have to give it away and stuff. But, you know, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like when I see people who it just like, again, with the blog post or this podcast episode, I don't just publish the episode, then I've got to socially share just, there's a lot more to it, but I'm guessing it pays off. So, you know, can you talk a little bit about the promotion side of things? Sure. So your book launch, right? Your launch day. It's both the the big, you know, shining light on a hill that you're working towards for months, maybe a year or more, but it's also an inflection point. And I'll tell you what I mean. 
So a lot of authors say, you know, once my, you know, they look at the launch day as the end of the road. And in some senses it is, right? You have to put a lot of pieces in place to have a successful book launch, primarily building anticipation uh, well ahead of time. And, you know, a successful book launch is really the culmination of weeks and months of effort coming to fruition, not a flash in the pan, not some gimmicky trick, but you can support, you know, a good preparation for a launch through paid advertising, um, promotional partners that mail about your book on the launch day, doing media like we're doing now that's released in a, in a time frame that supports the book launch, a whole bunch of things. And you want to try and do as many as possible and time it all so that you have a surge of interest in a finite amount of time. And that's how you have a successful launch is building up demand and then having it all be focused on the launch day or the launch week. And that's how you, you know, becoming a bestseller is a direct function of moving a lot of units in a short amount of time. Pretty simple, to be honest. And what I mean by your launch day is an inflection point is, okay, great. Now your book is launched. That's day one of your book's life in the marketplace. And that's the real game because over the next 12 to 18 months is the useful life of that book as a promotional tool. I mean, when my book came out, uh, you know, I did 40 or so podcasts, was on 15 to 20 virtual summits. Those were the channels that I pursued to promote my book. And over the, uh, the 12 months or so after it came out in the U.S., that all snowballed up to being on some of the biggest shows out there, you know, Entrepreneur on Fire, uh, The Art of Charm. But those were the culmination of being on two dozen other podcasts that don't have nearly the same name recognition and stair-stepping one to the other to the other to the point where, you know, I was a viable guest to be on some of the bigger shows. And those things move books uh, on an ongoing basis. So, you want to plan on you know, building anticipation and hitting your book launch from as many angles as you can, paid traffic, social media, promotional partners, broadcast media, friends and family, just straight up hustle. But then you also want to have an ongoing strategy to get in front of new audiences on a continual basis and you know, anchor that back to your book. Make it very clear that in addition to whatever value you're sharing on the show that uh, that you also have a book for sale. It, gosh, Jesse, when as you were going through all that, you know, because one of the things I think a lot of people might, I don't know, not argue about, well, I can just publish this on Amazon and create audience myself. But the thing is, y- you know, I in listening to that, I mean, there's a lot of work involved in the promotion piece. And without that strategy, I don't mean like good luck, but good luck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Getting, getting it out there and having, uh, the book do what you want to do. It's interesting because I'm watching. Are you familiar with Danielle Laporte? Yes. Are you watching? So I'm watching her book launch right now and I pre-ordered the book and I got the audio, but it's, it's constant with I'm looking at the amount of promotion she's doing before the book's even released. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot of work. She's put a lot of time and energy, uh, into, into that. And so, um, I think I, I'm guessing, you know, a lot of people that think I can just self publish, you can, but you, it's, it's all that work and effort. It's like, you may as well take it to the finish line correctly <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, you, then, yeah, I agree with you and, uh, and you're hearing right. And, you know, Anytime I hear someone say, if I just dot, dot, dot anything, it immediately throws up a yellow flag because it it's not the right mindset. Sure, you could just slap something together and put it on Amazon yourself, but what's that actually going to do for you? It might do more harm than good, or in an even worse and more common scenario, it won't do anything. <laughs> so, you know, if you put in the time to write and create a good book, why don't you put in the additional time and energy to see it all the way through and set up a good launch and engage people and partners and media and all that good stuff so that it it gets the uh, the reception and the the visibility that it deserves. I t- I totally agree and th- it's funny cuz I as I was listening to you 
explain, like I said, the steps uh, in, in the promotion and leading up to just the launch day. You know, there's a lot of planning and connection and preparation that goes into it. The other thing is, you know, in, in hearing that, those relationships then are going to pay off. I mean, I would assume, like you said, stair-stepping your way in one I do that all the time. I'm there like, you go. You just nailed it. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but, I'm like, what did you I totally say? Nailed it because <laughs> anytime someone says, like, for example, if I could just get on Entrepreneur on Fire, it would help my business so much. Okay, great. Uh, but what if you didn't look at it as somebody doing a favor and putting you in front of a huge audience? Instead, it's building a relationship. And part of that relationship is you helping that person. And another part of it is them putting you in front of their audience. And then after that's over, you can do more things together. So, you know, a book is something that has a long time horizon, a long useful life. And accordingly, I've shifted a lot of my thinking to developing long-term partnerships. Um, You know, the people that are part of my business now, my authors, some of them I've published two going on three books of theirs. And we've known and worked uh, together for years, and we will for years more. So this is not the the space to play if you're looking for some quick fix or something, you know, that's a slapdash or just put it together and get it out there in a quick way. Um, And I take a stand against people that, you know, say you can write a book in in a weekend or, or a month and become a bestseller. Yeah, maybe you can massage the system to move enough units for free or 99 cents to get a little bestseller stamp on Amazon for a few hours. But yeah, that really doesn't do a ton for you over the next even month, let alone year, let alone your career. And, uh, and so therefore I advise and, and I encourage, uh, people to think in a longer term timeline. And you're absolutely right. A lot goes into things before they're publicly visible, right? An overnight success, many months or years in the making. That was the JV Zoo thing I was talking about. I've seen that. Write your bestseller in a weekend. And again, like I think the space is ideally maturing. There's always going to be a little bit of hype out there. But I think, you know, people are getting smarter about some of that stuff. And I don't know, to me, part of like you were saying, you know, writing is cathartic. It's I do, um, I call it my almost daily, but I usually, I email every day almost, and it's a story type with a link and, and I write a lot on my site. And there's something so valuable about that process. And I feel like I'm being a little esoteric, but who you become in the process of writing and, and connecting with who you're, you're talking to when you're writing. And I don't know this idea of not everything has to be hacked. <laughs> you can, you can do it correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good. We're on the same page, you know. And it's like, uh, it, it makes me think, um, you know, I've got my bestseller summit online coming up. And this is another example of something that's months in the making before the general public sees or hears about it, right? You know, it, with what we're putting together, um, got 25 plus authors and entrepreneurs, many of them best selling authors, and some of them New York Times bestselling authors, and expert book marketers. And, uh, and while the event itself will run May 22nd to 26th, I've been working on this since late January, right? So there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to put together an experience or to create a book. And then when everybody sees it, that's the culmination of the effort, not the beginning. It's the, uh, it, it really is the way that it works when you do it professionally, when you approach it like a professional instead of someone that's just trying to make a quick you know. buck. <laughs> and how many people do you really know that have made a quick buck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty, or, or if they have there, it doesn't last. It's not. Well, and what are they doing six, 12 months later? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> trying to make a quick buck some other way. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I've got one of our books, uh, get paid for your pad is one of the first ones we published really the definitive resource for Airbnb hosts sells sells every month sells 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 for over two years i mean that's the kind of book that i want to work with that's the kind of author i want to work with somebody that's in it for the long game and you know that that stair steps up snowballs their progress over time and uh and sells over time consistently so 
that's that's my approach. Not for everybody, but uh, you well, I'm right. I'm right talk, there with you. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, uh, yeah, good. Then we're we're on the same page. Well, that was an awesome segue because I wanted to talk about the book summit. And again, this will this will be airing before, so we'll have all the links for everybody uh, to register and check out the book summit. Can so how does how is that working? It's I know it's what like five days. Like fill us in a little bit. I know you've got a lot of speakers. How is this all happening? Sure. So last year I did something called the Book Business and Brand Building Summit, which was 11 days of live interviews. And I damn near killed myself. I was like, that's that. intense. <laughs> yeah. So this year I was like, why don't we, we're going to do it much bigger than we did last year, but I'm going to do it in a way that's also sane. So I said, let's make it a, a one week summit. So five days from May 22nd to 26th. Each day, there's a, a keynote presentation, a number of uh, pre-recorded interviews with best-selling authors and expert book marketers and, and online entrepreneurs, as well as a live panel that I moderate. And uh, it's free for anybody to participate. This is Bestseller Summit Online, and you can just go to bestsellersummitonline.com to register. And uh, it's basically my big annual give. I mean, this is a, a great way that I build and develop relationships with people and provide authors and, uh, and entrepreneurs with a platform to share their expertise and provide aspiring authors and, you know, and, and authors alike with a, a fantastic resource to learn what's working now, what's working in 2017 and where everything's going. So you can help get ahead of the curve. And, you know, p even if you just pick up one to two strategies a day that you put into practice, you're going to learn a heck of a lot more than that. But even if you just pick up one or two strategies a day and put them into practice, it's a game changer. I mean, you know, I've, I've been doing these interviews now for weeks and weeks, um, and I'm learning a ton. <laughs> so oh, I always feel guilty with podcast interviews. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting like an hour of their, this is just gold. So I know what you mean. You're learning a ton. Yeah, it's great. You know, and, and you can, talk until you're blue in the face. Uh, but, but if people don't listen and put it into practice, then it's just entertainment. So, you know, my goal is to, to, and I'm not saying that, that that's not what your, <laughs> what your show is about at all, but I'm saying that, you know, we're putting together an expose of so much valuable information for book marketing, book selling, book creation, how to use your book to build a business and brand that you love and even if you only act on 10% of it, it will quite literally change the trajectory of your business and shorten the learning curve to create and release your next book. So, I mean, God, and I mean, even if you're just thinking of a book, it's like, this is the best place to get your answer, your questions answered, right? Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd put it up there with uh, one of the best resources that will be available in 2017 for authors, aspiring authors and entrepreneurs who have thought about doing a book, but have, you know, been stopped or blocked or eluded them in some way. And uh, that, that's my goal with this bestseller summit online. So you started working on this, what you said, end of, of January. And I know that you've got, just like you're helping authors, you've got a team working with you to produce the summit, right? Yep. This, uh, I mean, anybody that has seen or thought about doing a summit you know, do a gut check because it is a huge undertaking. <laughs> I have thought about doing that too. I was like, God, yeah, it's, it's a big commitment and the energy required because, you know, with an interview or what, you got to show up. <laughs> oh mean, yeah, sure. Your energy, but you got to bring more it. So, you know, we've got an entire team managing our promotional partners. Um, and we've already got, I think, 50 plus promotional partners. So, you know, then 25 plus speakers and presenters with some overlap, but right, right there, just the communication to schedule and coordinate with 75 plus people, you know, it's, it, if you printed all that communication out, it would stretch like three stories up, right? <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's just a, a volume of communication and coordination that takes place, not to mention got an entire design team and web development team, because with uh, this format, there's going to be a total of like a hundred different web pages that need to be developed. And then, uh, then there's me uh, interviewing dozens of people. Uh, that takes time and energy. And then, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we're putting together. Uh, we've got a book sales page template that's 
professionally designed by my team. And we're giving that away to everybody that takes part in the summit. And I've also put together a, a resource I call Bestseller Blueprint, which is a, a basically a, a shorter version of my signature author training program. And, uh, and that we're giving that away too. So there's all these different moving parts to put on a summit. And, you know, our goal this year is uh, we'll have 15,000 plus registrants, people that are attending the summit. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'll be, I'll be thrilled when it's all over and I (laughs) can relax and uh, have a drink or whatever it is. But uh, for the time being, I'm I'm heads down and, and I've got high hopes that we create a really valuable experience for authors and entrepreneurs out there. Well, I'm excited. I will definitely be registering, of course. And, and, um, so what, who were some of the, you want to share a little bit about some of the authors or speakers that are going to be on this? Yeah. Yeah. We've got, uh, Steve Olsher, the New York Times bestselling author of What Is Your What? Uh, we've got Ajit uh, Nawalka, the co-founder of Mind Valley. We've got Dave Chesson, the creator of, uh, or the, uh, he writes for Kindlepreneur, created KDP Rocket, some of the best tools for book marketing out there. And, you know, a whole host of others, some people that may not have a, a big name, but they're absolutely crushing it with uh, books, both in fiction, nonfiction, uh, some that write under pen names and just really target their books towards specific genres and others that are very out front with their uh, with their you know personality and their name and, and face and likeness, as well as a whole bunch of people that have some topical expertise. So how to create an online course that leverages your book to generate a lot more money than you'll make from book sales, how to crush it with webinars, um, how to run a, a coaching program. So whatever it is that you may want to do that a book will enable, we have resources and experts coming on to lay out their whole game plan as much as we can cover in an hour, which turns out to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and you can pick and choose what you really want to learn. And then, uh, so that's all free while the summit's going on. And then we'll offer the, uh, you know, lifetime access to all the recordings plus a bunch of great bonuses for a very modest price. Oh my God. I'm totally excited about this. You know, I love the, where you were saying it's, it's great, uh, to get the big names and stuff, but it's also really fun to hear those stories of somebody who didn't have maybe a platform initially and had success with a book, right? I mean, I, you know, not that. I don't know, as a publisher, what your thoughts are. But I mean, that's almost like, you know, sending your kid off to school, like release, like, wow, they grow up, you know, and, and to see that success with somebody who has not had, um, you know, the platform to begin with. Yeah, well, it's interesting, you know, there's just like we we're talking about earlier, you can be an operator, or you can be a public figure. And some of the people we've got coming on, uh, one of them is a good friend of mine, Jonathan Green, He's got over 20 books out. Some of them are under pen names. Some of them are under his name. But he's absolutely crushing it. But he's not out there teaching people like, you know, how to, how to write a book courses. So he may not be a very visible face, but he is definitely a professional full-time author earning a full-time living from writing and self-publishing. So, you know, people like this, I'm excited to give them this platform uh, and give people the opportunity to to hear and learn from them in you know in a way that you probably wouldn't otherwise get to see the behind their scenes of of how they're having success. You know, it's funny when you were talking about that. It made me think of a woman who um, I when I was reading newspapers a few years ago, um, but it was saying you know she had gotten turned down from all these traditional publishers and. Uh, had really created a successful income for herself, a, a novelist, but, you know, making, you know, a decent five figures a month. I mean, she'd written, don't get me wrong, you know, 33, lots of books she'd written, and she was out there marketing it and whatnot. But it's just it, to see that there's this other space where you can get out there um, and really make a name for yourself. I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it is. It's going to be awesome. I encourage everybody listening to this to come come join. It's going to be fun. So any last tips for, you know, for those people out there that are on the fence or any last words of advice if they're thinking about a book? Well, uh, think about writing a book? Yeah. <laughs> um, my best advice is if you're thinking about it, you're meant to do it. You know, if you're thinking about it more than just a passing thought, if it's something you've thought about 
for weeks, months, years, then what are you waiting for? And I encourage you to just start. There's something very powerful about carving out some time to start writing, see what comes out. Don't prejudge the situation, just put in the time and it will become a cumulative process. By the time you write, if you write every day for a month, it's hard to argue that you won't make a lot of progress and learn something and start to hone your voice. So if you're thinking about it, you're meant to do it. And if you want to make a career out of it, uh, if you want a professional publisher, then come find me and let's have a chat. Awesome, Jesse. Thank you so much for being here. I really, I've really enjoyed talking with this. And now I'm like, I need to go start writing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. My message has landed. <laughs> it is totally landed. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right, guys, you know the drill. Just hang on a sec, and I will have all the links to the Book Summit, Jesse's site. Uh, make sure you register for it. This, uh, I'm So when you're listening to this, uh, it'll be about a week before the summit, so we make sure that maybe a week and a half to get plenty of time so you can get there. Um, as always, thanks so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. I don't know about you guys, but I am certainly inspired to write a book. It's something I've thought about doing kind of my story, kind of, uh, you know, how it's worked with this digital space we live in today. Um, my business, the evolution of it all, the highs, the lows. I don't know. Little inspiration mixed in there. Hopefully some humor. We'll see. Um, I don't see it happening, uh, in the next few months, but it's definitely something that needs to, I need to start writing it. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that. For anybody that's remotely interested in publishing, writing, definitely catch the book summit that Jesse is putting on. You can just go to the WPChick.com forward slash book summit, and that will take care of you. Uh, the whole thing is free. Yeah. So sign up and, you know, I, I'm sure there will be an option to get the recordings at a discounted price afterwards if you can't attend live. Again, that's the WPChick.com forward slash book summit. As always, guys, thanks for listening. I love you tons. <laughs> <laughs>